Welcome everyone to the Canto Cast. I'm Tristan. I'm Jeff. And come on to the casino because we're about to talk all things Star Wars and geek. So grab a blue milk. And get some wampa jerky. Pull up with your favorite tauntaun. Because we are about to get things started. You may want to buckle up, baby. Welcome everyone back to the Canto Cast. I'm Tristan. I'm Jeff. And today we have arguably one of the biggest episodes in Mando to talk about. We have the tragedy, which was indeed many tragedies wrapped up into one. Um, just kind of a, a gut punch in a way, but at the same time it feels like there's just a lot of obviously stuff that's left to happen and we shouldn't right. get too sad just yet but jeff yeah what are your kind of initial takeaways from the tragedy well we we were all speculating in season one when phoenix shan was gunned down there by uh what was that dude's name uh always forget him yeah well he's forgettable yeah he is (laughs) she he gunned her down and we and uh I really didn't think she was dead, but you know, we presume she's lit there in the desert left for dead. Right. And then at the end of the episode, we see those two feet walking up to her, and the speculation started going, who who was that? Most of us speculated Boba Fett, and we were proven right. That was him. Mm-hmm. And Phoenix Shan is not dead. He saved her. Yep. And and now, my my first, my initial thoughts after watching that was, I've been waiting 25 years for the Boba Fett that we got in that episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got the badass Boba Fett kicking ass, and I couldn't have been happier. I was like, yeah. this is what we needed in the original trilogy. I understood as a kid... Oh, yeah, he's a cool character. He looks cool. He got the helmet, got the armor. I love that character. He's so cool. But as I got older, I and re-watching the original trilogy, I slowly started to realize he didn't do anything. Yeah. He walked the carbonite slab from the chamber to Slave 1. Mm-hmm. And then he just stood there in Jabba's palace looking cool. And that was it. And... But I I never really came out and said, oh, Boba Fett, you know, he's not for me. I hate him. I just think mm-hmm. he was shortchanged like Captain Phasma. Yep. And, and other cool characters that we've had that got shortchanged. Oh, yeah. I mean, but here they had an opportunity to bring him back. They brought him back. And now Filoni... And Favreau are giving us the badass Boba Fett that everyone wanted. Yeah. And I can't wait to see more of it. And, I mean, and same. Like, if, if you had told me that all of these characters were going to be in um, the show and, like, and they'd be in action and, you know, and everyone would be loving it, even despite the, the initial fan service concerns, you know, I, I would have thought you're crazy. Like, yeah, if they bring them back, it's going to suck. Well... They right. proved me wrong, and they, I think they proved all of the naysayers wrong because they are doing it so tastefully. They are doing it like they are wrapping it into the plot very, very well. They're not overdoing it, right? Like, we see Boba Fett in action. Sure, we get a minute, but that minute is just like you said, him just, you know, kicking ass and just being such a cool character. And it's, and it's done super well. It's not like the entire plot just, ar- <laughs> you know, revolved around Boba Fett running around. Like, no, it was quick. It was awesome. It advanced the story. It was like everything it needed to be and more. Um, right. That gaffy stick. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That we've never seen. I don't think we've seen a gaffy stick in action like that no. before. Well, we saw one in episode, the first episode of the season where the Tuscan Raider was cleaning the Bantha's teeth with it. But I don't think that's what they were used for. So, yeah. Yeah, well, we've we not seen so... it like that before. Yeah, that's what it's used for. <laughs> I mean, whenever, I mean, watching it too, and this is something like, 
I just wish somehow, some way, they could cut Mando in theaters. Because, like, already on my TV, it was already, you know, epic watching, like, the Stormtrooper armor, like, shatter. Oh, and just yeah. Just seeing that. But, like, I could just imagine also just how more amazing that would have been on, like, the big screen and, like, in a movie theater. But, just, yeah, those scenes of, like, in the, in the sound of, like, the Stormtrooper armor shattering... And, oh man, it was so cool. It was very, it reminded me exactly of actually what, uh, um, I, th I think it was Chirrut in Rogue One. Whenever yeah. he had his stick, and he was oh, also yeah. shattering some armor too. I mean, I think it was much more, um, not gory, but like much more obvious, right? Like, we, like, there was a lot more armor that was being shattered. Yeah. Um, but, man, just to see that Stormtrooper armor get torn up like that was something that was just it just totally had me sucked in all the way yeah that gaffy stick does some damage yeah and then some, some to put it lightly <laughs> yeah and then when he took out the stormtrooper commander and he turned around and looked at the razor crest open door i just said to myself i said yeah i said go get your armor yeah and yeah he came came back and when we first saw him with that armor back on I was like yes and I never knew his his uh, knee guard there was a weapon when he shot those yeah. two, two stormtroopers with his knee knew. guns I don't know I if like, anyone knew I was like that is cool and was that part of I wonder if that was part of his original armor or that was something he had acquired because like, like his lower his pants were different too yeah but, yeah, like you said, it looked like he was part of the original armor. Yeah, because I don't think... I don't think... I think some of his armor may have gotten lost in the escape from the Sarlacc or something. Yeah. It's not all there. We can You can right. see that it's not all there. Right. But that that one piece there on his knee was awesome. Like I never saw anything like that before. And... Yes. When he when he shot down those two tra uh, troop transports, that was funny. When, yeah. After he raised his uh, visor scope back up, and Din Jaren said, "Good shot," and he was like, "I was aiming for the other one." Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, if he hit that one, you probably wouldn't have gotten them both. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, as they say. Right. But yeah, that was awesome. And getting to um, Finnick Shan, I am glad she's back because everyone, including me, was excited when we heard that Ming Nao Wen was cast to be a character in The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. And when we got her episode, she was in it for what? Like five, six, seven minutes? She had that one little fight and then. Oh, Toro Calican, that was his name. Okay, yeah. Shot her, and we thought, you're kidding me, you hired her for that. <laughs> and then yeah. you killed her off. You don't hire, I'm sorry, you don't hire a big name like that and not plan on bringing them back. So that's when my speculation starts saying, oh, she's not going to be dead. Something's going to happen where she pops up, and then at the end of the show we see the feet walking up to her, and that's when I was convinced, like, She's gonna be a she's alive. Yeah. And then like I said, you don't hire a big name and don't bring him back. Bring in Mayfield or May Mayfeld. Right, right. Bill Burr's character. Yeah, he's coming back. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm And it's gonna be interesting. Is he going to willingly help <laughs> Din Jaren? Right. And I think he's going to reluctantly help because the Mando now has Boba Fett and, you know, he has backup now. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, this is awesome. Just seeing uh, Boba Fett and the Mando working together is awesome. Yeah. We found out about the background of the armor. Yes, the armor does rightfully belong to Boba Fett's family. Yep. Because... We found out that Django was a foundling. And Which means that Django is part of the cult as well. Yeah. So Django was a foundling and 
was given that armor and was raised in the Mando um, tradition. So, right, he had every right to that armor, and everyone's questions were answered. Yes, Boba Fett is a Mandalorian. So, I I think he's Mandalorian by uh by blood by like family. So, does that does that make every single clone ever Mandalorian as well? If you think about it, I think it does. Because it was uh, Django's DNA. Right. That, that, that cloned all the clones. And I mean, that just goes to further... I, I would not say explain, but in a way prove. I mean, that that's why the clones were so good. Right. I mean, they were literally all had Mandalorian warrior DNA in them. Right. And knowing what we know about the Mandalorians, they're, they're nothing at all to sneeze at. In fact, they're probably, after the Jedi... the or a Sith, you know, they're probably the next most feared thing, I'm sure. Right. You know, and, someone can find in a battlefield, but... And I was going to say, as my wife just reminded me, Mandalorian is a creed, not a race. So... Yeah. But yeah. yeah. They, they were all Mandalorian by creed because of Django's DNA, and they were all clones of him. Mm-hmm. So I guess we can say Rex is a Mandalorian. Yeah. Cody, Fives, Echo, I mean, everyone, you know, of course. Um, yeah, it was, and, and to, to rewind just a little bit here, because there's just, there's so many really cool things about this episode, but I can tell you my reaction whenever you see the Slave One appear in the sky, flying over, the oh, yeah. shock and excitement that that brought to me was, was great. Well, yeah, what was your reaction to that? When you saw the slave one coming in. Yeah, I got pretty giddy. Yeah. I was like, yep, he finally tracked him down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yep, tracked him down. And yeah, but I had no idea. Well, since they did show the flashback to season one there at the very beginning, I did speculate that he might have Phoenix Sham with, with him. Mm-hmm. But I didn't necessarily think she was going to be actually with him on this on this particular mission, like just going to get him. Yeah. But yeah, she was, you know, she was there as uh, insurance, I guess. Making yeah. Sure he listened to him. Yeah. By threatening the the child. Mm-hmm. Poor Grogu. Yeah, and that was really what like to get to you know the big thing of the episode itself was obviously all about Grogu, and one thing too whenever like, um, whenever Boba said, "Oh yeah, I got a sharpshooter," you know, yeah. on you know, but, but like at uh, pointing at Baby Yoda, but I was like, what, like the Mando, like he just tried to get through a force field, like he knows there's a force field there, so like I don't know, maybe he didn't want to risk it, but I was like, if they shoot that. You know, sniper maybe right. Yoda. I don't think that laser is gonna get through. I never I mean, thought of that. It knocked uh, Mando out, you know. So like, it, you would think it would just basically deflect just about anything on it, because you know it blew Mando out, knocked him out, you know. Right. And and so like, yeah, like uh, I think uh, a laser bolt probably would have done nothing, but I don't know. That's just a small thing. I was like, Mando could probably just take both of them out, you know, and not even. Right, <laughs> and nothing would be of it. But it didn't happen. We got some <laughs> really cool action from both of them, anyways. And it turns out they were on a side all along, so yeah. it really worked out for them. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, yeah. Like Boba said, just like just like his father said in episode two, I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. even said he, he even he used his father's line and he used Luke's line by saying like my father before me yeah so yeah he was like he's like and then when he goes i'm here for the armor and manda said you're gonna have to peel it off my dead body and now i'm like no he's not after your armor yeah he wants his arm yep yeah and then yeah that whole thing you know are you mandalorian did you take the the creed or what what have you and he was like i right pledge my allegiance to no man and to him that what well, Amanda that meant no you're not so yep yep but when he showed him the I guess that was like a family tree or what he say it was in his armor 
um, his code in his armor showing him his father and then Boba. And that's how Mando found out that Django was a foundling, so... Mm-hmm. He said, then that does belong to you, and there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess... So I guess Django would have taken taken the creed, but Boba probably did not because he said he pledges allegiance to no no one. Right. We all saw Django got got killed there. Pretty. I don't know. How old was was Boba in Episode Two? I forget. Oh man, I would say around ten, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So did maybe. I, I guess that's not too young. He could have had Boba... You know, he could have taken Boba to Mandalore and had him take the Creed. Right. But we don't know. So... Mm-hmm. We don't know. And from from the sounds of it, like, there would be no one left that bared witness to that that could say one way or another. Right. right? Um, so at, at that point, whatever Boba says about that probably is what's going to end up going, you know, yeah. if he says he, you know, doesn't pledge to anyone. Yeah. He, he probably really doesn't have anyone that can force him to honor the creed or anything like that. So, right. cause that's, um, that's what truly makes, you know, all kidding aside, that's what truly makes a Mandalorian is since it's a creed, not a race. If you, if you're a family, if whatever if you take that creed that's what makes you the mandalorian right so yeah so if, i i say boba did take it i say Django took him to mandalore sometime in his young life and had him take the creed just to be i guess on the safe side like in the future if anyone comes for you for this armor right you know, i mean yeah Boba was his stuff was etched into the uh, the the data pad of it. You could say, yeah, that's true. That's right. He gives us this has been encoded. My oh man, I wish I could remember the, what he called it. Has been in in script when in, in this armor for twenty five years. So yeah, but yeah. I mean, then the the first the first tragedy. I believe of the episode was the Razor Crest. Yes, that that was a tragedy indeed. Which, like I said, I don't think anyone saw it coming. I think the first time I watched it, I audibly uh, said out loud, WTF. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, no, I said that. I I was in shock. And... Mm -hmm. Then, of course, the real tragedy was we saw the dark troopers in action. And right. they, I couldn't figure out when we first saw them there in the Star Destroyer of Gideon's Star Destroyer. I couldn't figure out if they were troopers in armor or droids, and they looked like droids. Yeah. And they... They were put into action. They came down, and unfortunately, uh, Grogu was done with his force calling or whatever he was shooting out there, mm-hmm. and he fell asleep because we found out. Yes, it does make him tired. Right. And he was just waking up when the dark troopers came and picked him up, and of course, when they started jetting off, is when Din and Finnick Shan got to the top. They were too late. <laughs> and and Boba, I guess Boba was going to shoot him down, but... <laughs> yeah, like, when, when he saw the uh, Imperial Destroyer, he was like, yep, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> yep. I am not doing that. Uh, and then when he... Then, you know, the shock in his voice when he said, they're back. And yeah. Finnick said, who? And he's like, the Empire. And she was like, that's impossible. You know, the outer rims are controlled by the New Republic. Mm-hmm. He goes, well, he goes, this is not, he goes, this is not a spice dream. Yeah. <laughs> staring at it right now. Yeah. But, yeah. So, 
these last two episodes are going to be very interesting because one, we we all saw that Grogu got his message out. So right. we have to think of in the last two episodes, will we see whatever Jedi did a Jedi hear it? And which Jedi is it? And will we see him at the end of this season or is it going to be at the beginning of the third season because I really think that I really think I'm hoping I should say that they rescue Grogu at the end of the season because I don't want to have to sit here and wait until next October <laughs> to see if yeah. it's going to be okay yeah but I think yeah, I think Favreau might, you know, decide to do that to us, but I'm hoping he doesn't. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think that that resolution is probably going to be the finale or the climax of the season. It's probably going to be some sort of a counter with Moff Gideon. Right. Maybe we'll see, you know, Bo-Katan, you know, yeah. come in, and come into the fold at the very end. Maybe she catches up to. Moff getting the same time that Mando and the you know the career we can call him at this point does, you know right. Cara Dune and Boba and Bilber's character as well. Um, yeah, by the time they all maybe they all kind of weave into the last episode and that would be interesting. You know, seeing them take on the Dark Troopers, maybe seeing Bo-Katan and/or Mando um, fight Moff Gideon. Yeah, it would really be interesting, and it would be interesting too to maybe see Bubba's reaction to the Darksaber and see if he knows anything about it. Yeah, that's true. And I just thought of this because actually I heard this on the Wampus Layer podcast when they were talking about the previous episode where we first saw the Dark Troopers there in the Star Destroyer at the end of the episode. And that Imperial officer that came in to talk to Gideon that female officer mm. the supposedly the the one host of the wampas layer for some reason he goes her her character intrigued him enough to go look up what actress that was that was playing her yeah and apparently she's also an ex mma fighter oh wow oh will we see Kara Dune and her mix it up because Gina Carano is an ex MMA fighter. Yeah, that would really that would be some pretty impressive combat. <laughs> a small <laughs> role watch. like that, why would you hire someone with that skill set? Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, that, that's good. That's a good line of thinking. It's hand asked him maybe what's you know yeah what's to come. Um, yeah, I am definitely curious now and really excited to see, um, you know, anything that uh, that that might come with a character and yeah, two MMA fighters with some really cool choreographed combat in Mandalorian would it, it would fit right in and fit extremely well. Yeah. That, so when 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 I heard him talking about that, I was like, yeah, there's a possibility, but. I, I, I really didn't think we were going to see her again. You know, because it was one of those characters that came in, gave some information and context, and then left. I didn't know she was... She's sort of like Gideon's right-hand man. Mm -hmm. I She was there when he was in the cell with Baby Yoda at the end. Yeah. And, and speaking of that, I didn't know they made shackles that small. <laughs> needed to die. Maybe he had him specially made for Baby Yoda or Grogu. Uh, yeah. yeah. But that was funny. The that that whole scene, I was just laughing my butt off when he opened up the door, and you just saw the stormtroopers flying back and forth because he was just like force throwing them all over the place. Right. And at first, because when you first see him walking up the hallways of the destroyer, and as he's getting closer to that door, you hear like guys yelling. Like in pain. And I'm like, mm -hmm. at first I was thinking, okay, that doesn't sound like Grogu. 
Right. Who are they torturing in there? Yeah. They can open the door and reveal someone else. Yeah, no kidding. And then when he opened the door and we saw what it was, I was like, oh, okay. And I just started laughing because Moff Gideon even laughed and stopped him from, you know, interfering. He's like, no, just wait. Yeah. I was like, I'm like, yeah, let, let him throw him around because he knew he would be tired when he was done. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was just, that was just funny. And I really would like to have seen him use it on Gideon, but... Nah, he tired himself out. Yep, yep. Maybe that'll come. You know, maybe Grogu is the one that's gonna, you know, finally finish off or defeat Moff Gideon when the time is right. Yeah, I that think would, that would be pretty start, nice. Yeah, I'm starting to think Gideon sent those troopers in there too to rile him up, and on purpose, so he he knew Grogu would do that and tire himself out. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the, obviously, tragedy struck. And in the, the moment, too, when Mandel pulled out, you know, the little ball, the little metal ball oh, yeah. out of the, out of the rubble, I, I really hope to see Grogu reunited with that. <laughs> yeah, that that's his ball. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, and going all the way back to the very beginning of the episode, the way that opened was so funny to me. Mando just sitting there in his... In his pilot seat, turn around looking at Grogu playing with the ball, and then look with his head down. And all of a sudden, he would just say Grogu, and he would like look up and per his ears perk up, and you just hear him chuckle. Yep. You know, oh, I just amused myself with that, and waited for him to put his head down again. Grogu. Uh huh. And I was like, I'm like, now, you know, this is this is a side of a Mandalorian that you would not see like he would never do that in front of anybody else right but that was just hysterical and then when he he took the ball from him and had him force pull it to himself again and how ha how happy he got after he did it again he was like i forget what he said but he yelled something and grogu thought he was mad at him yeah he was yeah. like oh no no i'm not mad at you <laughs> but yep yeah, that was the whole opening of that was so awesome. And yeah, you, you, you begin an episode like that on a sweet moment like that and then end it the way they did. That was such an appropriate title for that episode. So it was, it was because you had a couple different tragedies in there. Like I said, the, the Razor Crest and now, now Grogu and it's, I guess he his uh, transportation now is going to be the Slave One for the rest of the season. Which is kind of a hard thing to complain about. You're right, because <laughs> it's the Slave One. Yep, yep. And I I loved how detailed they, detailed they got on it. It's, it's painted like Boba's armor. Mm -hmm. And mm, just can't wait to see more of it. And Will we get to hear the seismic charges from that ship again? Uh, I hope so. That would be awesome. Yeah. We all know Boba liked him in episode two, Attack of the Clones. He, he was he's there with, he was there with his little maniacal laugh. Yeah. They were going off. So. Yeah. But yeah, this was, like I said, this was the Boba Fett that I'm sure everybody was waiting for. And I I still haven't read one bad thing about it on Twitter yet this weekend, so it it looks like it's starting to be the favorite episode of uh, most uh, fans out there. Really, the tragedy is. Yeah. Wow. And I it's I still I still like the Jedi better, but just because of the fact that that's the first time ever we saw Ahsoka in live action. But this one's right up there with it for me, just the fact that we actually got to see Boba in the armor again and him actually kicking butt. So, Yeah. I think that's why it's some most people's favorites right now because 
Yeah, they finally saw the Boba Fett they've been waiting to see. Yep, for sure. And going back to the like our favorite or my favorite or anyone's favorite episode so far, I think, I mean, the, the tragedy I put in my top three, but man, I would have to put either, you know, chapter nine, the Marshall, or I don't know. I like nine, ten. I liked eleven, twelve, and thirteen a lot too. Uh, they've yeah. eleven was eleven was solid too. I mean. I don't know. This is hard. I know. That's <laughs> I mean, why chapter I said... nine had the epic, you know, dragon fight there. So right. that might be one of my favorite moments of the entire season. And the little fake Boba Fett tease. That, yeah. yeah. No, I don't know. I, I would like to know if anyone out there was really, that really got them. Thinking that was really, you know, Boba Fett standing there in the doorway. Because right. it, it was just the the body type of Timothy Oliphant and the body type of Tamir Morrison is just so different that yeah I knew it wasn't yeah him. it didn't feel like Boba even the presence like I mean I guess that's yeah that's what it got to chalk it up to it just did not feel like Boba Fett right it felt like an imposter of sorts and I guess it kind of was <laughs> yeah but, but uh, hey he he. He got the armor kind of fair and square. He cut a he deal did. with the Jawas. The Jawas are the one that had it. Yep. It almost seems like the Jawas, they didn't really know what they had, obviously, how valuable oh, that is and how usable that is. I don't even know if Boba knew that the Jawas scavenged his armor. Because you got to figure his armor was off of him when he got out of the Sarlacc. Or... Did the Jawas save him? Saw him there in the desert. You know, his armor kind of tore up. Right. Was, and they got him on the, the sand crawler. And in exchange for maybe saving his life, they said they wanted his armor. And he had to reluctantly give it, but he was always planning on going to get it back from them. Mm, yeah. That, that could be really interesting, too. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of options for what could have happened. Right, because I, I just think he would have found that sand crawler before the whole, uh, you know, before Timothy Olfon's character got there and, you know, bought it off of him. Right, right. But maybe yeah, he was. Maybe true. he was, like, over the dune. Just come in for the sand crawler when that when that whole whole thing happened because he knew the guy's name that Mando took the armor from. Right. So, yeah, maybe he, then he was actually stalking the marshal there for a while. And then he saw, ah, this Mandalorian did it for me. Mm -hmm. So I'll just go and talk to the Mandalorian. I'll probably have better success, and I could just talk him, talk with him, and I'll get it back. Yep. But yeah, he, he didn't seem like he was because he said he goes, let's all put down our weapons and we could have a talk. There's no need for bloodshed. So yeah, it's like in his older age, maybe he's, you know, hey, if I can avoid, if I can avoid it, talk first. And then if that doesn't work, <laughs> kick butt. Right, right. So. But yeah. yeah. It, it is... I, what do you think also too because obviously I figure at some point let's say at the season finale that Grogu is reunited with you know with um, the Mando and from there they split ways what ship mm. or type of ship do you think Mando is going to have I don't know I, I have a I have an idea in my head and I think it might just work out, maybe. Logically speaking, not that they'll actually do it, but because there's such a time gap between 6 and 7, what mm -hmm. if Mando, for a very brief time, or for a stretch of time, had the Millennium Falcon? Hmm. What if he somehow won it or bought it off of someone? If nothing more than a placeholder... Right, because it looks right. like a hunk of junk on the outside. It's like, oh yeah, I'll just deal with this old junker till I get something else. 
Right. So, hmm. what you know, you know, like what, what you know, what if he had, what if he has the Falcon for a season? That would be interesting. It would be. But I really do think maybe, even if Grogu and Din Djarin are reunited at the end of season two, if Boba decides to just stick around and be transportation for them until he gets a replacement ship. Possibly. that Yeah, that could happen too. Because I, I don't know. I, I just think I see him just maybe picking up some junker on um, oh my gosh. Why can't I every time I get to think try to remember the planet's name that uh, Brief Carger is on. Navarro? Navarro. I just think he's going to get a junker from, you know, Grief or something on Navarro if, you know, Mando and Boba split ways at the end of the season. I think yeah. maybe he's going to pick up a junker and maybe that junker will look familiar. Maybe it'll be like, maybe it'll be the same model maybe as the Ghost from Rebels. Yeah, that would be I interesting. Th- I think it will be a ship that we, we know we, we know the model of the ship, but it's not necessarily that particular ship. Yeah, that would definitely be interesting, and that'd be really cool as well, you know, to see another yeah. model of that, and maybe even the same model as the Falcon was originally. Yeah, the you know, YT... The YT freighter, I think. Is, yeah. Or is the YT 1300? I've... Mm, let me look it up. Let me look it up real quick. I'm on the Star okay. Wars wiki. I was going to say, I don't have... If I had my Millennium Falcon t-shirt on, I could just look down and see it. Right, right. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So, model. YT-1300F light freighter. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that that would be awesome. That would be. Everybody can... And then, yeah, maybe fans will go, oh, now they're bringing the Falcon into this? How get, how's he have the Falcon? Then you come to think, find out, no, it's not the Falcon. It's just another YT. Right, so, right. Yeah. That would be cool. It would be. That would be. But, but many options. Many options. And yeah. I, I'm sure we will get our answer. But I honestly, though, I think they're probably going to go with he's going to get back to Navarro at the end of the season if, if everything comes up roses and Grogu and him are reunited. Right, so right. Go back to Navarro. Mando and Boba will say their goodbyes and say, you know, hopefully our paths will cross again sometime. Or right. you know, Boba might say, if you ever need assistance again, you know, look me up. And he leaves, and as he's leaving, you see another beat-up Razor Crest sitting over in the corner of the landing field. Mm-hmm. And he's going to turn to grief and go, does anyone own that over there? And he's going to get yeah. pressed. <laughs> yep. Yep. So. Yeah. Because we, for... I didn't think I would fall in love with that ship as quickly as I did, but yeah. Yeah, I think a replacement is definitely um, is definitely due. But yeah, I say most importantly right now, we just got to focus on on getting Grogu back, right. making sure he's safe, and then we can worry about ships after. Yeah, because let's face it, he retrieved everything important from the Razor Crest anyway. He got the little gear ship ball back and the right the uh, spear, so he has everything important out of there. Yep, that's true. There, that's what I'm thinking now. What is he going to do with that Beskar's spear? See, are they going to actually use it, or could he end up giving it to Boba at the end of their, you know, agreement as a thank you? Right. And will Boba actually melt that down and finish his armor? That would the be interesting. Pieces that he lost. Yeah. That would definitely be uh kind of a very fitting use for it because i was i get the the impression that 
Mando isn't exactly a huge fan of that stuff for whatever reason, you know? He just does not seem right. to be very enamored by it. Or maybe he just doesn't like wielding, like, um, a, a weapon like that, you know, like a staff. Right, because so, we... I mean, he's we definitely more of a blaster fight, character. Yeah, we can't <laughs> fight with a melee weapon, so... Right, right, right. so... He, it's his rifle and his gadgets on his, uh, armor. Yeah. We haven't seen his, his rifle... In much use, sadly. No. The one that was vaporizing Jawas in season one. <laughs> we, we haven't really, uh, haven't gotten more action. I'm kind of sad too, because, you know, just for that reason alone, that it just basically vaporizes whatever it hits, right. including people and Jawas. As yeah, sick and twisted as that is, I loved it. <laughs> yep. And that's why when, when that realization of that's what that rifle can do, because that rifle was modeled after the rifle that Boba Fett had in the Boba Fett cartoon for the holiday special. Right. And right when we saw what that rifle could do in season one, everyone was on Twitter going, now we know what we meant. Now we know what Vader meant when he told Boba, no disintegration. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> yeah. Makes sense now. He, even Vader is aware of the capability of a, of that rifle. So, right. I th I think if you ever saw that thing pointed at you, you would very quickly comply with whatever it is that they wanted you doing. You know, no no one's gonna contest someone wielding that thing. No, I, I certainly. <laughs> no, I certainly wouldn't either. You'd be a fool too. Yep. So. Um. Yeah, I I really do hope we get to see it in action taking down some stormtroopers or some dark troopers or whatever stands in the way, you know, yeah. it's, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, you know, two episodes two, left. Yeah. I think the last two episodes of the season are going to be very action packed. Oh and yeah. Oh yeah. I, like I said, I, my hope is that him and Grogu are reunited at the end of this season, but part of me Maybe I don't want to see him reunite at the end of the season because I want to see more of Boba, Finnick, and Din Djarin working together. Yeah. In season three. And I'm pretty sure Tamar Morrison wouldn't mind either. He goes, hey, that's another year for me to have a job. <laughs> yep. So, yep. And who knows? He could end up playing because everyone was saying that there was a rumor that he was hired to play two characters on the Mandalorian. Interesting. So who is the, uh, who, who's the clone that he's supposed to play? Right. Right. And of course my hope is that it's Rex, but yeah. we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. No, yeah. You bring up a very good point with that is yeah. With, with him apparently being on for two, whether that's true or not, I, who knows. Right. right? Um, but uh, if it is, I mean, yeah, I would, it would, that, that, yeah, clone trooper for sure. I mean, I didn't personally see the rumor online, so I don't know what site it came from because I'm pretty sure most Star Wars fans know the sites that are full of it and the more reliable sites. So I can't say, oh yeah, that's going to be full of it because it's from, we got this covered or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not sure what site it was from, so I just have to go, hmm, maybe. Maybe yep. he was hired to play two characters. Who knows? Yeah. And I don't, if that's true, I don't think we'll see his second character until next season. So. Yeah. It, it will be interesting for sure, um, you know, what ends up um, happening with is him as an actor in the Mando and hopefully whatever becomes more of Boba hopefully you know that that'll end up really really well um and having a very satisfying conclusion if that is his you know last appearance you can say probably in Star Wars as far as live action goes at least yeah um, so yeah to see that would be great um yeah but yeah we'll just have to see what uh becomes of um yeah everyone and um yeah two episodes left i mean it's it's got to be an intense ending for sure i would think yeah even 
even though 2020 seemed to drag and it would seem like it never will never end right this season of mando has flown by oh yeah oh yeah it is it is the only fast thing about 2020 yeah i just can't believe there's only two episodes left but then we are getting we are getting another season of disney gallery for season two of the mandalorian so and i think that's supposed to premiere on i think christmas day i think wow so we'll be able to go into that to satisfy our mando craving yeah yep so yeah i i don't know if i have much more on this on this episode i mean i know i think we covered just about everything i mean it was it was the shortest episode of the season actually yeah when i saw that i was like wow yeah when, when i first saw the length time i was like oh man only 34 minutes but a lot happened in those 34 yeah. minutes and i think it was the appropriate time honestly yeah so so i think they're they're, they're saving hopefully the next last two episodes are like maybe 40 and 45 minutes respectively make those two the longest ones of the season yeah so and i i'm sure we're gonna see boba in action a lot in these next two episodes yeah i think we will i think we will um and i think we we might see everyone you know (laughs) it might just be a a grand old Mando family reunion at the end with literally everyone in the last episode or two if it all comes together because now we we know that real real quick I just thought of something else uh-huh. that, May, that Mayfeld was in that derelict prison ship right so with Berg oh, and I forget the female's name all, all three of them were in there mm-hmm yeah, uh, I can't. Then they were picked up, and because uh, Cardoon said he's in such and such prison now, serving fifty for this, this, and this. Right. Could his could his actual cellmate when Mando gets there to spring him? Could his cellmate be Berg? And Man, that would be something, huh? <laughs> and he ends up bringing that goon along just for extra muscle. Right, right. So you're right. It might just be like a whole season one reunion where you're getting all these characters like, oh, we'll never see him again. All of a sudden pop back up. Yep, yep. Man, it, yeah, I just, I guess we gotta just wait and see. Um, yep. And, man, I think they're, they're, this might be the season where we get a fight with the Darksaber. We really yeah. see it in action more so than just him cutting, you know, a hole in his Tie Fighter or or intimidating Baby Yoda, Grogu right. with it, you know, because he did do that. There, there's a use for the for the um, Beskar spear. Mando's going to give it to Bo-Katan to use. Yeah, that that would be good because that would be really good. We all saw that, you know, with Ahsoka. Lightsabers can't cut through Beskar. Right. So she's she's gonna need a melee weapon to fight with. Right. And what better weapon than one made out of Beskar? Mm-hmm. That is true. I mean we've seen we've seen it just completely block any lightsaber um right. you know, from even denting it or who knows. I mean I don't know how well it can withstand the heat, but I don't think that's gonna be much of an issue with the Darksaber. Um Right. But yeah, yeah, I could see her like all of a sudden they're about to face down and you know, Din's maybe off to the side and all of a sudden he yells, Hey Bo you know, and throws her the spear. Uh huh. So Yeah. I I think that's where we're gonna see it come into action. Yeah, that, that that is a good idea, and yeah, I can't wait for it. It'll be the just a nice reward, a nice something that is enjoyable about 2020. 
Yeah. Something that I don't have to hate in 2020. Right. Uh, you know, just uh. that'll be nice. And oh man, I I don't want to. You know, I mean, knock on wood, but I, I think 2020. Hopefully, it doesn't rear its ugly head one more time. But I, I think it. We we might be able to not you know be in 2020 mode anymore. Right. <laughs> you know, and right. Hopefully, 2021 looks up. I mean. I, as far as world event stuff goes, I bet we'll still be in the pandemic mode for at least the first oh, yeah. six months of 2021, you know, but maybe in that last, towards the end of 2021, things go back to something normal, you know, maybe yeah, masks not... aren't needed because everyone's vaccinated or something of that, you right. know, something yeah, of that nature. Normal. Right. Well, right. hopefully over the Christmas holiday, hopefully I'll get to experience something semi-normal because I noticed that our local movie theater is, is actually open up again. And they're, I forget how, well, I haven't even checked on their website yet to see what their restrictions are, what percentage capacity they are allowing. Right. But if, if by some chance, they get Wonder Woman eighty four on Christmas Day. You you better believe. Hopefully, I'm gonna get a chance to go see that in the movie theater. Yeah, I'm actually seeing Wonder Woman in theaters on December twenty seventh. Oh, really? Because our local Cinemark is open. So yeah, yeah like I so said, I... ours is. But I just have to read on what their restrictions are, and you know, I'll follow whatever I have to follow as long as I can. <laughs> see Wonder Woman 84 in the theater. Yeah. Ours have uh, socially distanced seats for those who aren't... Like, you can go in a party, right? Like, we're like... If you go, like, with your family, you can all sit next to each other. But I think there has to be at least one or two seats in between someone else. So in that case, it's actually really nice because you're not buttered up against some, some random, you know, dude who's not very considerate of everyone else and is on his phone or making a mess or whatever right like it's gonna be nice to have some space between people right (laughs) in that regard um so you know at that point i appreciate it and if i remember correctly too it's it's masks on until you are able to sit down in your seat and be socially distanced from others right and i think you can have your mask off i think is the is the uh you know if you wanted to be like cautious i can and under you know i completely understand if you wanted to have like your mask on the entire time it's not a bad very wise decision right given the current rate of you know covid going around but um you know i guess that all comes down to just personal preference um i just but yeah i just want to get back in the movie theater again because the last movie we saw in the theater was uh birds of prey oh wow and that was february mm. uh this year so Way back in February. Actually, I was able... um, In September, I think it was? Maybe it was October. Maybe it was October. Um, Because, you know, our theaters are open. I was actually able to go see... Because it was, like, the only thing that I think that was somewhat interesting that was out in theaters was uh, Love and Monsters. Okay. And I saw that with a friend. So, um, that's the last movie I've seen. But before that, it was Sonic back in February. Yeah, because they just started not releasing movies because of the pandemic, so... Yeah, yeah, I mean, is Tenet still in theaters? I'm not sure. Plus, I've been hearing mixed reviews about that one. Yeah, I heard it wasn't, you know, the best Chris Nolan. Yeah, I I mean, I've heard people going, I don't know how I was able to sit through it. Oh my god, right. I sat through it and I have no idea what that movie was about. Mm. And other others that have seen it like four or five times and still say they have no idea what it was about. I can't believe I sat through it four or five times. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's apparently it's a long movie, too. Um, yeah, it is. I think it's two hours and 45 minutes-ish. Wow. Which that's 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 long. I think the only the last movie I saw that was that long was I think Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which was also right around that same mark, right. give or take a minute or two actually. So, 
Yeah, um, so I, I don't know. I might just wait for Tenet to hit one of the streaming services that I have. Yeah. Actually, actually I just looked, and it looks like that this is the last week it's in theaters, at least in okay. my local, my local, um, <laughs> my local theater. Right. I don't know. I mean, if tickets are cheap and I have nothing better to do, because finals are over for me, um, <laughs> I might just go and, uh, and and watch it as a small reward, just to enjoy something in the theater again. Right. But yeah, yeah. So like I said, hopefully my local theater gets Wonder Woman, so yeah, I can go get back and see what it feels like to sit in the theater again and watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really miss the the movie theater experience everything about it right it's yeah it'll be sorely missed for sure yeah and hopefully um the downtown theater that i i work at reopens soon because ever since i think it was been late march early april i've been out i've been out of work from the theater so uh yeah I mean, we were we were reopened there for a little while, following all the protocols, and everything was working fine until one of the volunteers that worked down in the lobby was walking around without her mask on, and mm. she ended up testing positive for COVID. Of course. So they had to shut back down, re-sanitize everything, and ever uh. since then, we haven't reopened, and I think it's due to lack of the film the film uh, distributors not distributing film and of course the films that we usually show are like the Oscar worthy films that hardly anyone hears about because they don't get big wide releases in cinemas so and those type of films I guess are even harder to get distributed to us so mm. hopefully like I said, hopefully here early in 2021, they reopen the theater because I'm actually really missing working there, even though all I really do is hit the play button and then sit down my butt and watch TV. So, yeah, I, I, I miss the extra income. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That 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 is something that I yeah, everyone is. <sighs> This, you know, I, I think just about, I mean, I was, I know people in my direct family who were, you know, furloughed or at the very least, you know, I, I know some people who were laid off from their jobs and friends who were laid off from their jobs yep. from the pandemic. It's just, uh, but I, I see local businesses, I see local restaurants that I really like and they're hurting and some of them yep. are going out of business, you know, yep. so it, it is, it is wrecked. The local economy where I live, um, yeah. and it's it's hurt a lot of my friends and family too. Yeah, and like today, I was on Facebook, and one of the local DJs at the radio station that I listen to all the time, she uh -huh. she posted that she get just got fired today, and wow. I was in shock because one. She's been with that station for years. Mm -hmm. And two, it was one of the biggest morning shows. Her her and her partner, they were like the biggest, one of the biggest morning shows in our area. Uh-huh. And I was like, what? And I started reading the comments because some people were like, what happened, this and that? What did you do? <laughs> you know, yeah. What did you do this time? You know, joking with her. And she was like, she goes, actually, it's not really that exciting. It was budget cuts. Uh, so there we go. Freaking COVID rears its head and, you know, uh, makes it a, I'm pretty sure a fan favorite, you know, DJ from our area. Mm -hmm. But she but she did say she, her and her husband actually just, just got a beach house down I forget where it was, either Delaware or Maryland. And they're, uh, they're going to be moving down there soon, so. I mean, good for them. Good for them. Yeah. At least there's that they can fall back on. Yeah, and hopefully, uh, who knows? She might get down there and 
you know, there's a radio station looking for help. So. Yep. Yep. That's true. Yeah. But man, yeah, it. 2021. I hope it's just a rebound in, in all. Um, <laughs> You know, in all senses, it's a rebound for the economy, for people and their incomes and well-being, for the world to start, you know, not having to deal with everything. Just, yeah, just a recovery time period definitely is what we all need. Right. So, man, yeah, we just, time will tell, we can only hope for the best. Right. Yep. But, yeah, 2020 doesn't have that much longer, so... No, no, it, t- time will kill it. It'll yeah. kill it. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, well, with that, I think we could go ahead and wrap up. Anything else that you want to mention before we sign off? No, just I'm excited for next week's episode, and hopefully we'll be back with you guys next weekend to yeah. geek over that that episode. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. I know we're all anticipating it. And, uh, well, with that said, thank you all so much for tuning in. Hopefully y'all are surviving the end of 2020 and getting ready for the holidays and staying safe. So with that, until next week, I'm Tristan. I'm Jeff. May the force be with you. Always. Give the evacuation code signal. Life is about passions. Thank you for sharing ours. This has been the CantoCast. May, May the, the Force, force be, be with you. you. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.